Welcome to you, me, and our couple's therapy podcast without the therapist. Here we will be talking about infertility, parenting, and everything in between. Hello and welcome to you, me, and I'm Jordan. I'm Kirsty. And here we are once again back with the Renegade Master. No, uh, here we are recording back with what the Renegade Master. Back once again with the Renegade Master. It's a song. I have no idea what that is. Okay. I don't, I don't actually know what it is, but it's a song. <laughs> I feel like you just made that up. No, no. It is actually a song. Okay. After this, I'm going to find it. Right. Yay. Great. Thanks. Yeah. But anyway, yes, here we are once again. Uh, thank you for joining us once again. If you are coming back, if not, welcome. Yes. Welcome. We're not scary, we promise. And we don't always just talk about random rap songs either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, what's been happening at the minute? Um, I feel like we're just in a cycle at the minute. I don't, I don't know what has been yeah, happening. Yeah, I feel like I'm in a bit of a rut. Yeah, no, it's it is strange, isn't it? Because like, if you were to go back to the earlier episodes of this, mm. there would normally be something like, ma- not major, but something would be like, oh yeah, this has happened. Mm. I want to tell you all. Whereas this time, it's kind of like, yeah, I've been at work. <laughs> Yeah. So since we last recorded the last episode, which was what two weeks ago, mm. um, we're just still here. We're just still waiting. Yep. That's all. Well, it's not even just like, even on the fertility side. Just if you even think of like, just life. Yeah. No, nothing's happening at the minute. No, <laughs> not for us. No. No, it's just the same old things. We do like routine, to be fair, but. Not yeah. this routinely. No. <laughs> it could do with being a little bit, you know. Yeah, I know. More expensive. That's because as well, I've got, I think, I'm struggling because I've got no holidays coming up at the minute with work. Oh, so you're just constantly at work. Yeah, because I'm saving them all for when we do go through treatment. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't want to be taking any now when I want the holidays for then. So, yeah, I've literally got, like no holidays booked <laughs> at the minute so it's a bit like Ugh. yeah obviously I, with me working in a school and stuff I get holidays every no like every six seven yeah. weeks or whatever it is but yeah even like that I'm just kind of waiting for the next holiday like mm. I'm literally just waiting till June for our appointments yeah. and it's like I feel like it went not too slowly to start off with but now like it's weird the closer that we're getting the slower i feel like it's going Mm. like i'm just like oh come on like i just want to skip the next month and just go straight to june and it's even your birthday month as well yeah i know you're wanting to skip your birthday yeah that is weird next week it is to go back to my opening singing it is renegade master a song by roger mckenzie never heard of him Thanks for that input. Nope, that's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Fat boy slim. How did you get it wrong? What was you reading? Well, no, because look. I can't see from here. I just put in the lyric and it came up with Renegade Master, song by... I don't know. Right. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway, yes, so basically, I just feel like I'm stuck in a rut in the minute and stuck in limbo. Can't do anything other than just wait. 
<laughs> I feel like I feel really deflated. Like I'm really struggling even with this, like doing the podcast today. I'm just like, oh, I'm just really struggling, like anything fertility related. Like I'm finding it hard to kind of like get my head back into it and get the, motivated again. Yeah, no, it's re- for someone like yourself, it is really, really hard, isn't it? Because like, you don't have any patience yeah at all like you don't really do you no but you're forced to be patient yeah with this like we have been patient for so long now if you think this time last year yeah was us getting our first like appointment like kickstart and starting everything yeah so we'd already had to wait a year and a bit to see the gp in the first place Mm -hmm. and then now we've had to wait another year since after seeing the gp (laughs) so yeah yeah. but this isn't like you know say at easter when we had a few easter eggs already in the house it's like oh i haven't got any patience to wait for easter so i'm just gonna crack open an egg and just (laughs) eat one now it's not like that like you literally have to wait until yeah june because you know it's a doctor fertility thing it's not as if we can go actually you know what we just want to speed this up and we're just going to have that appointment now, please. I know, I know. We don't actually want to wait until then. I know. I know it's coming. I know it's, like, it will... When it's here, you'll be like, oh, that went so quick. <laughs> you know what's going to happen, though? It'll come and it'll go in, the, like, the blink of an eye. Like, the whole thing will be over in no time at all. Mm. Hopefully. I bet In you. a way. <laughs> I hope it doesn't drag on any longer, really. Yeah, no, it's going to be, it will be like that. Like, we're waiting for 11th of June? Yeah, that's our first one. That's our implications. So 11th of June and 21st. Yeah. I bet you, like, those all just go by so, so quick. Yeah. But then again, as you kind of say, you do want them to go quick because then that means that you should be getting to the next phase quicker again. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is the part that we really want to be getting to. Although, Although we want to get to the next two appointments. We technically want to be getting past them into the actual, the, like, like, yeah, the transfer the and all that treatment, kind of stuff. Yeah, but everybody does say that after we've had this, well, even the uh, consul- consultant, she said that when once we've had the implications counselling, everything else moves really quickly. She said we should be starting like within the next couple of weeks after that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just the fact that we've had to wait so long for that first. Yeah, but yeah we're just we're just waiting for that and then i think because we're waiting and because it's because it's close enough that it's not so far away but at the same time it still feels like we're waiting ages i'm finding it really hard to get into the swing of things like naturally mm-hmm. as well at the minute like i feel like the past like this last month like this cycle that i'm just on now like i've just not even I don't know. Like, I'm, it's horrible to say because I'm interested because I really want another baby. But I don't know. I'm just, like, oh, tired of it. I just feel like I need a break from it all the time. At the yeah. Minute. Like, I just... I, so I haven't used, like, the ovulation strips or anything like that for, for like, the last month. But, yeah, I just... Because I just can't. <laughs> I know what you mean. It's... I don't know. Are you resigned to just IVF 
slash XE. I think I have is that, is been slowly been? now, yeah. I think, like, beforehand, even though we kind of, like, we was getting Although these... we've always been told that there's still a chance and stuff like that, that it could happen naturally. Yeah. It is hard when you go for as long as this mm-hmm. to then think, oh, yeah, there's still a chance. That it yeah, happen. exactly. There's still a little person in the back of your head thinking, this could be it, this could be it. But, yeah, the closer that we get, the harder it gets to like still have that kind of like hope of mm-hmm. like it happening nat- naturally so yeah it just makes it harder to kind of get into when you don't really think that it's gonna happen yeah when you feel like it's not yeah. gonna happen at all like because it would actually be a miracle if it did like how has it not happened for the past three years and then imagine, <laughs> imagine it happened just before it was meant oh, to start. that right? is what I think is going to happen. I'm convinced that it's going to happen literally either this month or next month, just before we start anything. Just because, obviously, I'd still be happy. I would, I would be really happy for it to happen. But you'd be a bit like, seriously? <laughs> like, Why is it taking to made It made us wait all this time. And then... Yeah, it would, it would be like just so bizarre. Because I don't feel like anything's changed, like mm-hmm. positively to impact the whole thing. No, we've tried so many different things. We've tried so many different supplements Fads and, and myths and, and everything. Maca powder. Remember when we oh, bought that? <laughs> the worst thing I've ever tasted in the world. And I've <laughs> ate oysters. <laughs> Actually, oysters are worst. Worse. Yeah. But yeah, like we've had so many different things. I've literally tried absolutely everything. So yeah, if it was to happen like the month before or something, it would be, <laughs> you'd be like, really? Just be typical of us for that to happen. It really, really would. After having, because at this point now, you kind of, like you said, you resign to the fact that we're going to go through IVF. So you kind of, now I'm kind of building myself up for that. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like trying to get myself geared up for it and trying to find, like, trying to get myself excited for it rather than fearful of it as well. Yeah. Like now that mm-hmm. it's getting closer, like think positively about it and everything. So yeah, if you, to gear yourself up for it and then for everything to happen naturally again, then you're like, oh, <laughs> I don't know. It's really hard because like I said, I want to get, pregnant and getting pregnant naturally would be the best thing because obviously you don't have to go through any of that like treatment or anything because it is scary and it is gonna take a lot out of us we also then don't have to pay for it as well well there's that but it's like obviously with the ivf and the xc and stuff like that there's still a chance that it doesn't work exactly if you were to fall pregnant naturally then then you're pregnant Mm mm-hmm I know, exactly. And that's the thing that's, yeah, it's so hard. I'm kind of like always in the middle at the minute because there's pros and cons for both of them. Mm Because to get pregnant naturally, it would obviously be the dream because then we're just pregnant and hopefully everything goes well with it and there we are. But then I think that if we was to get pregnant naturally, and I've said this to you before, then there would absolutely be, well, not absolutely no chance because then you've proven that you can do it naturally. But, like, I wouldn't want to go through all of this again. For another one again, yeah. I would want another one. <laughs> like, I know what I'm like, so I would want another one. And I think if it happened naturally the second time, like now, 
mm-hmm. then I think I would have, at some point then be like oh come on like let's try for another one and then I feel like we would naturally end up going down all of this again and getting kind of like caught up in it all again it's a hard it's a hard road to go down as well yeah like obviously mentally emotionally mm-hmm. financially yeah all those but I think I would just I would just constantly be thinking to myself well it's happened naturally again like so it can happen naturally a third time yeah so then but then obviously it takes us ages to actually fall pregnant so then yeah I think I would go through that whereas if we was to if we don't get pregnant naturally and we go through IVF then that is kind of taken away from us from me Mm -hmm. a little bit because then I'll think well we need to have IVF to get pregnant like Mm -hmm. even though they've said there is still a chance Obviously, it's not that great of a chance because, yeah. Zero point whatever percent chance. <laughs> yeah. That's what it feels like. I know, exactly. We just have to see. I think it's hard as well because at the minute we still... I, like, I'm trying to think about IVF in a positive way. So I'm trying to think about the fact that, like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to get through it. We're going to get... We're going to be able to freeze, like, embryos and stuff as well. But then we also might not be able to. And like you said, it's not it's absolutely not guaranteed like you know mm-hmm. it's only giving you a little chance to actually fall pregnant yeah but yeah so it's hard i'm trying to think positive but then at the same time think realistically mm-hmm. as well and oh, basically i just want to get pregnant i don't care which way it happens <laughs> just make it happen that's <laughs> just what we want to come out of it i know it's so frustrating that we even have to have these sort of conversations. Yeah. There's all these people that are getting pregnant naturally without even... Th- that literally think, say to the partner, oh, should we have a baby? And they go, yeah, let's have a baby. And, and then, then pop yeah. one out nine months later. Exactly. <laughs> Whereas, what month are we on now? I've actually lost track. I was keeping count of like the months, but I've completely lost track. Wait, I didn't 20... want... I... <sighs> Seven, I believe. Twenty-seven. I feel like it's more than that. Well, no, because two years is twenty-four months, and then it was January, so three months. Because obviously January is the first, and we're in the fourth month now. Yeah. So, twenty-four and three. Of actively trying. Yeah. But we still yeah, yeah. we never ha- like used anything after Oakley was born. No, exactly. So like we never stopped anything from happening before no. that. It was just yeah. It's been, it was from that January when we said, yes, let's properly try. <laughs> Again, are you sure he's mine? <laughs> I have my doubts. <laughs> no, he definitely is. Well, yeah, when you look at him. Yeah. He's just a little miracle child, I think. But, yeah, so basically I just feel like I'm just fed up of waiting. Mm. And I just hope that all of these next podcasts until we get to the next in- appointment isn't just me saying... Oh, I'm just fed up. <laughs> yeah, I think there could be a recurring theme, couldn't there? Yeah. You're like, I'm just fed up. And I'm like, patience. Patience, <laughs> we just have to be patient. But I've been patient for so long! I'm just fed up. <laughs> so that's that's where we're kind of at, really, isn't it? The fact that we're just having to wait. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. Even there, just my kind of, just... Uh, like, I know that that's what I mean that's how I feel I just feel really deflated all the time at the minute I think like after the last month as well when obviously we didn't get pregnant I think that one kind of like hit me a little bit as well 
well not a little bit I think that one hit me quite a bit a lot of the time because we're so used to it you get upset but then you kind of brush yourself off and you're like yeah. right next month mm-hmm. this is what I'm going to do differently this is what's going to happen whereas like this last month I haven't like then come back out of that I've had my moment of being upset but then I haven't then had the like rise after that yeah like mm-hmm on the little like roller coaster that you have I haven't then gone back up again I feel right so I haven't then gone like right okay what am I going to do next this is what's going to happen we're going to really try next month's going to be our month now I'm like oh, yeah I've just kind of like stayed at the bottom of the roller coaster <laughs> you've never come back up no <laughs> roller coaster's broken yeah it is at the minute I think it's on a needs repairing at the <laughs> so yeah, I just feel a bit deflated by it. I think it's only natural, though, isn't it? We, we need we need the next appointment just to give us a bit of a boost again. Yeah, definitely. When those appointments come, we will get like I know I'll get back into it and everything as well. And I feel like I don't know because I'm trying to get myself back into it because obviously, like your your eggs and your sperm, like everything that we do at the minute is gonna matter for when yeah it actually comes down to us having the IVF yeah. So I'm trying, I'm still making sure that I'm like eating healthily and not drinking any alcohol or anything like that. Like I'm still in that sort of mind frame and I am trying to keep my body healthy and things. But yeah, it's just the actual like trying part (laughs) that I'm struggling with at the minute just Mm -hmm. to get motivated and like excited by that again. Because yeah, but I think that's natural as well. I think like there's only so many times that you can be putting yourself on a high all the time to then be dropped right back down and then keep building yourself back up like we've literally done that so many times i think as well kind of on the same kind of lines as knowing roughly when because obviously you like you've not been doing like the ovulating strips and Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff so kind of knowing roughly when you're going to be ovulating and kind of having to like force yourself Mm. to be like right okay we need to really try now like there's only so many times you can really do that yeah as well and I know we've spoken about that before like basically having to get yourself in the mood when mm-hmm. you might not necessarily yeah. want to or whatever but mm-hmm. well that's the thing because you say like 27 months or whatever but then for my cycles because my cycles are fairly short it will have been more cycles like, than say, months one, one and a half. sort of thing yeah <laughs> so yeah that whole like cycle that we've gone through of not forcing ourselves to like try or whatever no, no. but yeah like, i know what you mean yeah it is it's um don't even know if there's really a word for it <laughs> it's not forcing yourself but at the same time it kind of is yeah i, I don't know there will, there will be a word there but you know mm. we're not geniuses <laughs> we're simple people <laughs> But we'll be fine. We'll get. I will. The roller coaster will start working again. The mechanical at some car. point. <laughs> but it's just yeah. This last month, I think because um, what is it? Was it last month or was it the month before? But it was our last time, our last chance of getting pregnant. No, our last chance of a like baby. bringing a baby home this year. And yeah. I don't know. I it think was, that's probably... Uh, yeah, it was last month when you didn't... Yeah, I think that's that probably, like, 
is where then the ride has started breaking down. <laughs> and I don't know why. Oh, so there, I'm... Was, there was smoke coming out of it before, but then all of a sudden it's just like, yeah, well, truly stopped. Exactly. So, yeah, it's just hard. Like, you have like a, well, I did. I always have had a vision of what like my life is going to be like. Like I knew exactly what age I was going to get married, what age I was going to have kids, what age I was going to stop having kids. And then now, like reality, like it's not like that at all. What are you laughing at? You had all these ideas and then you met me. Yeah, I know. Well, it all was going so well until we got all to this part. (laughs) Although actually it wasn't because you never like got down on one knee. So I was like, right, I'm going to have to skip this part so I can have a baby. (laughs) Sorry. Because that's what I was mostly wanting. So, like, to think that if we are successful on our first round of IVF, I'll be almost 30. Which doesn't sound... I know it's not old. I'm not saying that, like, it's old or anything. But to me, as a teenager, growing up and having these plans in my head, Mm. like, 30 was past the mark. Oh, it's so weird. Like... I remember the same kind of thoughts that I would have had when mm. I was 13, 14, 15, that the age that I am now was like, you were basically done. And I remember, so I've got a sister and two brothers, but there's quite a big age gap between me and my brothers. They're all with the same mum and dad, but yeah, they've just got a big age gap. And I remember when my mum got pregnant with the fourth, with the youngest and i was so upset like the third i was really excited because i was i was 10 when he was born so i was really really excited because i was like yeah baby yeah like i'm so excited to like my mom's having another baby and i couldn't wait to like look after him and everything but then when she got pregnant with the fourth i was so upset like literally i cried so much and i remember telling my grandma that i didn't want her to have him and she never lets me live that down that's like the one thing that she's always remembered she's like well, you didn't even want him <laughs> but i did but yeah i was just so upset because my mum was older Oh, I can't remember. I feel like she was, I think she was 34 or 36. I wanted to say 36, but I feel like that that's wrong. But yeah, basically, she was 34 or 36. She was 36. I like how you just be using your I fingers there to count. <laughs> I did. I'll, I'll embarrass you, don't worry. I know people can't see it, but I will point that out. Trying to add on like the amount of years, yeah. So she was thirty six, and I was so upset because I was like, "She's too old." I was like, "Everything like, what's gonna happen to mum? Like, she's way too old to have a kid." Because I thought that was so old, but then yeah, now that we're getting older, you're like, hmm, "No, it's not. <laughs> it's not that old." It's not. Like, it's not at all. Obviously, like last night, I was playing cricket and stuff. I was the oldest player. Yeah. And I'm 33. And I, like, when I was thinking of like the team and stuff like that, I was like, am I really the oldest? <laughs> like, I don't know. And obviously being 33 and stuff, when you're younger, sounds old. But then when I'm actually the age that I am, I'm like, yeah, I can still do everything that yeah. I want to be doing. Well, that's what's weird. Like, I don't feel any different No, you, you don't. at all. You don't. When you're younger, you think that like your body's magically going to just shut down on you and you can't do these things yeah. anymore. 
I always feel like I was, I always remember my mum saying to me, like, she doesn't feel any different to when she was 18. And I was like, that's weird. Like, how can you, like, you've got four kids and a house and everything. How can you not feel any different? But now, like, that's how I feel as well. I literally do not feel any different to how I was back then. Like, you are different. You are. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously we've got so many. differently and stuff, but I don't. Not massively differently. I don't think I don't. I'm not going to say that, like all my feelings and thoughts are completely different to what it used to be, but yeah, they mm. are slightly different. Yeah, but I still feel exactly the way that I did when yeah, I was eighteen. Yeah, I know it's weird. I feel like it's not a very nice thing to be listening to because <laughs> we're just like, <sighs> I hate being like that. But yeah, but there, there will be. I'm supposed to say a lot of people who listen to this that will appreciate what we mean. But then I remember we've only got about eight listeners. <laughs> so there'll be eight people that might appreciate what we're saying here. But then again, how many of those are going through this? I don't know. Right, let's just say two. <laughs> what are you even saying? <laughs> <laughs> You're just really rambling now. No, if, if someone was to listen to it <clears throat> that is going through this experience, so say not even if they're going through the experience now, say they in the archives find this in five years time <laughs> on like um, Spotify gold <laughs> I don't know that's what, that's what they normally call channels that are like oh, ancient yeah. do you know what I mean <laughs> like you call the old, old oh, what's it called <laughs> <laughs> only fools and horses <laughs> yeah like the channel that one so the, you know well, that'll find... be my dad then he loves all that oh, stuff oh he does yeah so it'll be on Spotify Gold in five years' time and there'll be someone going through this and they'll hear it and they'll be at this point of their journey and they'll be like, you know what, I actually really understand what they're saying mm-hmm. because there'll be however many people before us that have gone through this and got to this stage and been like, Ugh. Yeah. And there's going to be however many people after us doing mm-hmm. the exact same thing when they get to this stage. And it is literally a case of that thing that you can't do and don't like doing. Being patient. Yeah. It's nice to know that you're not alone as well. Like, because yeah. our podcast isn't, like, if you're coming for actual, like, medical information or anything like that, like, well, it's we're, not. We're not here for that. <laughs> we're not here for that. We barely know what we're on about a lot of the time. I just, I only know what I've picked up from other ladies going through it and from Google. So, yeah. And a couple of books. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. A few books that I've read. Come on, and, don't sell yourself short here. And uh, yeah, and then the whatever appointments we've had as well, and information we've had from there. But everything else, like we literally are just talking about our experience as it's happening, and our experience feelings and, our and emotions feelings. and yeah. stuff, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And so, so it's yeah. relevant to us. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that it's relevant to. Yeah. So naturally, you're going to have highs and you're going to have lows, and I think we're just at a bit of a low at the minute, that's all. Not like, it's not like a low, low. No. It's low, just... low, low, low. Oh, so I, could, <laughs> I couldn't get that one before. But yeah, we're at that lull stage where we're not at rock bottom. We don't mean that at no, all. No, no. That, that would be like... Mm-hmm. If we'd gone through so many rounds and yeah, we just hadn't yeah. got anywhere, yeah, that, that would yeah. be rock bottom. Mm-hmm. This is just you're in cruise control mm-hmm. kind of waiting for the next thing to come along the road yeah where you have to take control of it so yeah we're just kind of cruising at the minute aren't we? 
So apart from us being in a bit of a lull, another thing that we've ha- that's happened this week is I've actually told everybody on my personal social media accounts about what we're going through. Yes. Why did you go, yes? Because you have. You, you even kind of said when you posted it that it wasn't like... Like, you've posted it mm-hmm. and shared it and stuff, but what, like, you said you were careful not to put the word we in the post. No, I have I put we. You said, I thought you said that you did. No, so what, what's happened is, so last week was National Infertility Awareness Week, and I think it's more of an American thing than it is an English thing, UK thing, but... I still can't, like, because it was all over Instagram and stuff. I was like, so I Googled, and we, what I could find, I couldn't find a UK National Infertility Awareness Week. No, that's so, interesting, because they normally have, like, a day for everything. Yeah, I know, they could do, but I couldn't find anything. It was just American stuff that came up. So I was like, well, I'll just tag on to that. Like, there we are. <laughs> like, we speak the same who, language. Yeah, who else is going to know? Nobody's going to really, like, pick up on me and be like, actually... <laughs> UK can't join in right now. Um, so yeah, I just tagged along onto that week, which I think is fine. But uh, for, for ages now, I've always kind of, because we talk about it on here and we talk about it on Instagram, about people sharing and opening up and how like the conversation around fertility and infertility needs to stop being such a taboo thing. I've always thought like, but... I'm a massive hypocrite because I don't talk to anybody about it. Mm. Like, I've only just recently told members of my family about it. So, yeah, I just kept feeling like such a hypocrite because I was saying like all of these things. But, yeah, I haven't, like, I feel, find it difficult to speak to people about it. So I was like, right, okay, Infertility Awareness Week, that is the best time for us to, for me to kind of like, bring it up and speak to people about it and share that awareness as well around it because before that I was always thinking I've always said to you and myself and everything that when we're successful when we have a baby I'm going to put something together and that's when I'm going to share our story and stuff so then everybody knows Mm -hmm. but then I'm like well like why do that like after you've got the positive story like it's hiding yeah the journey or whatever like the, the struggles not yeah because even though you would speak about it like that's what like I, I would speak about it on that post when mm. i'm announcing the pregnancy or whatever but yeah I it's feel still like, like a dirty little secret yeah i feel like oh i've not been able to share that until i've had this positive out- outcome mm-hmm. and so yeah because it was infertility awareness week i thought right i'm gonna write a post and i want to post it and so people know what we are going through sort of thing yeah so literally took all week writing this post up and then i ended up sending it to my sister so that she could check it over and see what she thought and she said like oh it was great and everything and she thinks it's such an amazing thing that we would be doing to open it up Mm -hmm. to everybody properly but then she said but you've not really like she said if anybody was kind of just skim reading it they would think that you've just copied and pasted it from somewhere because she said you didn't really you kind of avoided saying i or we so it didn't really look like it was our story yeah so after she said that then i edited it 
as she said, it was too long because <laughs> it was really long. But then, uh, yeah, so after she said that, I edited it and I didn't, and I didn't put anything specific to our journey. So I never said anything about exactly what it is that's like causing us to go mm-hmm. through all of this because I didn't want to put in full on details for everybody. But I just basically said that we are going through this and yeah, yeah mm-hmm. so many other people are going through it as well. And yeah, I was quite proud with the post actually. I think it was a good post, but yeah, it was scary putting it up there. Yeah. Like I was so scared. You posted it and then went in the shower, didn't you? So, <laughs> yeah. so you avoided your phone for a little I know. bit. It was like when you used to like send risky texts to like your boyfriend or something and then you'd just press send and then like turn, turn the phone over. <laughs> yeah. But then check it. So I basically did that. I was like, right, breathe, breathe. I did it on my personal Instagram first because I don't have many followers on there. I think I've literally got like 60 or something. <laughs> so I did it on that first. And then I was like, right, okay, I need to do it on Facebook as well. And then, yeah, I just pressed post and then ran away. <laughs> like but the my heart, adult. honestly, my heart was beating so fast. And I had to ask people as well, like beforehand. So I asked a question on Instagram to see if anybody else had done it and see what their experiences was doing it. And thankfully, everybody came back really positive. Mm. So, yeah, it made me feel like, right, okay, I can do this. Like, it gave me the little push because I thought, right, if they've not had any bad experiences with it, like, why would I have? Yeah. Because, yeah. It would be really upsetting, actually, if someone or, like, a few people had come back and be like, actually, you know what, telling it someone was actually worse than just giving it to myself. Yeah. You'd feel really, really sad about that. I know. And I think I'm I'm pleased with the way that I've done it because I've put it out there, I've said it, so now that's made me feel more confident to talk about it in person as well, mm-hmm. if anybody was to ask me or anything like that. Do you think you would? Well, actually, when I was at work, because this is what's weird, I was expecting such a massive like reaction from people, which is so stupid. This is how it's just mad, because you build it up, I think we build it up ourselves more than how people do actually react to it obviously you're gonna have like the minor few that are gonna be idiots and that might say something stupid but like nine out of ten times people won't and people will I feel like people will have seen that acknowledged it and then carried on with the yeah, day yeah, yeah. <laughs> sort of thing but I built it up so much in my head throughout these years thinking like how people were going to react to it and what they might say to me like and how they might act towards me after Mm. that as well but actually I didn't really get much of a reaction at all I obviously got like the people sending love hearts and like yeah sending love and things like that yeah but yeah I've never had anything nobody's so far anyway nobody's made any comment nobody made any comments on the actual posts apart from like sending like love hearts and stuff yeah 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 nobody made any like negative comments at all and yeah and then I was so I posted it when I knew that I had a couple of days off from work as well so that I didn't have to see anybody straight after posting it because I thought right I don't want to see it like (laughs) which is so stupid as well so I posted it and then I was like right I've got a couple of days where I don't have to see anyone so like I don't have to like deal with that straight away yeah but even when I went to work nobody apart from one lady has spoken to me about it yet which I really found like 
quite surprising because I've worked at my workplace for nearly well six years this year yeah and a lot of the staff that are there like we've all worked together for those six years so I'm quite close to quite a lot of them Mm -hmm. so we all know each other's businesses and things like that and they're the reason why I wanted to share it but I found it like I didn't know how to bring it up when I was at work so I thought by putting it on there then that's it then no (laughs) because I felt because I'm at work because like what what do we expect them to say well I know do do, do we expect them to go up to me to you and be like I'm sorry that it's not happening. Like, no, I kind of. No, no, I'm not like I'm not having a go or anything. I just like I don't know. If some if I'd read that about someone in my work, I don't even know. I don't know how I would approach. Yeah, that conversation. but that's what it's I mean. A, in my head, I'd, one, isn't it? I'd built it up too much, so I thought that people would act differently with me and mm. be a bit like, "Oh, can't really speak to her," or I feel like okay. uh, I, th- I felt like I might have got some comments, like insensitive comments. And been like, like you know, the ones where they're like, oh, well, you've got a kid already, like, right. and things like that, or giving you like unsolicited advice and things like that as well. So, but yeah, I've had nothing of that yet so far. But yeah, I wanted to tell people at work because I'm at work as much as I'm at home. <laughs> so I see these people a lot through the week, and I thought, if I'm going through this, like, I know how difficult it was when I was pregnant with Oakley and in those first few weeks, because obviously, because we had been trying for so long, we found out straight away. So the first weeks and stuff, I knew that I was pregnant, but obviously didn't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. And hiding that secret was so hard because you're already so aware of yourself being pregnant so you've got all of this in your head, like trying to take care of yourself, trying to make sure you don't do anything that's going to harm anything. And you've got all these emotions and hormones and stuff. So that was really hard trying to hide that. And I was, and all I've thought is going through IVF is going to be so hard to hide from everybody at work because we are close, like for work colleagues, I feel like we are. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they would pick up on something if I was in a bit of a bad mood or anything. And I didn't want them to think that I was just being in a bad mood or if I was just being, like, awkward yeah, or whatever. Yeah, some sort of understanding, doesn't there? Yeah. Because it's not just going to be plain sailing and... Exactly. Sun, sunshines and rainbows mm-hmm. and... And if I needed, like, time off quickly or whatever, like, I just wanted everybody to be understanding and I think they needed to know to be understanding as well. So that's why... They're the reason why I wanted to post it mainly, anyway. And then, obviously, to share the whole like awareness around it as the well awareness of it. yeah but and actually when i posted that post a girl that i went to school with she was like in the year below me or something she ended up contacting me and she had a couple of weeks before had had like a miscarriage right but a bit further along than what you would usually expect so right okay kind of went into the stillborn Right. kind of thing and yeah so she was just saying she just spoke to me reached out to me after I'd sent that done that post and then the other day she actually shared that on her Facebook as well 
So I don't know if I did have any part to play, but I like to think that I had a little part to play in her then feeling like she can share the story and share like that with everybody. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was quite like horrible to see and horrible to like think of her going through that. But at the same time, nice to think that maybe that did help her to like not feel alone in that sort of sense. I know exactly what you mean. It's, it's a difficult one because you don't want to be like bigging yourself up that she was able to <laughs> share that but for her to see that someone else is being open about it yeah. and stuff then hopefully that has mm-hmm. impacted positively in such a negative yeah circumstance exactly well I just I said to her like after she'd shared it and everything I said like how brave she was for doing it and everything but also said that with her sharing that like now everybody's thoughts are of her daughter and I was just like like in a way even though it's a horrible situation I thought that that was quite amazing because she had all these people that was now thinking of her and thinking of her daughter whereas if she'd have kept that to herself it would have only been her and the ones that were really close to her that would have even known of her daughter Mm-hmm. So it's quite nice to think that now all these people know of this like little girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, if that makes sense, but no, yeah. no, no, yeah, <laughs> it does. So, yeah, I'm pleased that I did it, but yeah, I've not had anybody really. I have had I had the one lady at work, um, an older lady. Um, she on my first day back, she asked me. <laughs> right. She said I saw something. She was like, she got me when like there was nobody else around. Um, she was like, I saw something on Facebook. She was like, you, you're trying to have a baby. <laughs> far too long, Hen, for far too long. <laughs> I, know. I know. That's what I said. I was like, yeah. But then instead of me just being like, ah, yeah, yeah, I then just went into it and just said like, oh, yeah, like, blah, blah, blah. We, mm-hmm. like, we're hoping to start IVF around July, August time. And how did she take that? Like, what was her um, response to that? She told me that she said just said that um, I can't remember one of her family members went through it as well, and she she didn't really she didn't give any advice or anything, but she said like oh it is it's hard, um like going through it, mm. it can be really tough, and now and then I said like oh well that's why I wanted everybody to know, and she said yeah that's a good thing. She was like because then everybody on note because she was like it, you will be so emotionally like <laughs> drained and everything she was like so it's good for people to then be aware of that or whatever mm-hmm. and stuff so yeah she didn't give any advice or anything like that she didn't say anything that she shouldn't have said it was just like a, a little conversation but it was quite nice because I've not really I don't really speak to anybody about it yeah you haven't so, really have you yeah so yeah, it feels good that it's out there now. Anyway, mm-hmm. I was expecting my manager to say something to me, but he hasn't yet. You'll kind of just be waiting for that conversation. Yeah. Knowing what you're like. I know. Yeah. You'll be on edge around him. Yeah. Somewhat. Well, he'll like because my managers are really good. Like I, again, I've worked with them for six years, and like we do really get on. And so I know that he's going to be supportive. Like I'm lucky that they are all going to be supportive. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's just a weird conversation to kind of bring up. So I thought that the, I was kind of hoping that that post was going to bring the conversation up. But yeah, it hasn't done yet. But yeah, but yeah, it feels good to have got it out there anyway. Yeah, but then I suppose in a sense, then there's no 
when you're needing time off, there's no questions. Yeah, exactly. I can kind of just say... We should write Facebook. <laughs> no, I can kind of just... give it a cheeky like. Why do you not give it a cheeky like? I can just be a bit more honest about... Actually, the woman that I was on about just before, she said um, she, she kind of thought that there was something, which I'm like, God, I'm not actually that good at hiding things that have I? Because I'm sure... Uh, my manager has actually said that to somebody else as well that he thought like oh is something going on Um, but she thought there was because she said that there was um, a couple of months ago I said that I was I had a doctor's appointment and she was like oh is she pregnant like that was her first thought right and then last month no not last month the beginning of this month when you had your sperm analysis I said because obviously I had to finish work early on that day Mm -hmm. and I said oh, Jordan's got an appointment in Newcastle, so I need to have, like, Oakley or whatever. So I said, so I kind of went into it, but didn't go into it. And she said, then she kind of put two and two together because she was like, "Hmm, well, why would you need an appointment if she's pregnant? And the fact that we'd gone to Newcastle as well instead of just going to, like, the doctors or whatever. It's quite presumptuous, really, because I could have, like, arthritis or, like... (laughs) Something and I shouldn't really have arthritis at my age, but <laughs> well, that's true actually. I could, yeah, I could, but... I could be going on at the RVI for like diabetes or yeah. something. I think just because everybody knows how much I want like more kids and stuff as yeah. well. I think it, people can kind of work it out. The fact that like we still haven't had another one, and yeah. with me being so open about wanting a big family and wanting more kids, I think people will automatically just be like, "Hmm, is something not quite right?" Yeah. Because otherwise there would be no reason for us to not have had another one yet. Mm-hmm. So, But at least, I suppose, in that sense, it's quite good, really, because she's not had a typical thought of, oh, you're young, I'm relatively young. Mm. They've got no issues with fertility. Yeah. At least in her mind, that you know, and mm-hmm. as you say, there's a family member that's gone through it and stuff. At least she's aware that, you know, people do have struggles with this kind of thing. Yeah. Because a lot of people still won't mm. think it. Again, when you're at school and you get taught about it all, don't have sex, <sighs> yeah. you'll have a kid. And the fact that we've got one already as well. Yeah. Like, I was pleased that she didn't even... She literally didn't even mention anything to do with him. Because that's what I was always scared of. The fact that we've already got Oakley, so I thought we was going to get quite a few negative comments in that sort of sense. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, nobody said anything about that. Which is really nice. Yeah, but at least that's a start with like people actually approaching the conversation. Yeah. So, yeah, at least it, it's out there. It's it's a monkey mm. off your back kind of thing. Yeah, and I hope that it helped because, like I said on the post, statistically, there will be somebody else reading that that mm-hmm. is going through it or yeah. that has gone through it, and yeah, I I actually had a few girls that had liked it and love-hearted it or whatever that wouldn't necessarily normally interact interact with the things that I post so it made me think like well you never know like that person could be like um, that person might be going through it as well yeah but yeah I think that if I'd have seen a post like that myself a year ago or whatever I think I would have felt better in myself as well like knowing that I wasn't alone comforted that someone else is going through Mm -hmm. it yeah so hopefully that has helped somebody I would I do I do think it would have I do think it would have as you said statistically there will be someone yeah just 
if we can all do it, then yeah, spreads the love. <laughs> no, exactly. It just doesn't it doesn't need to be a taboo subject. No, that's all. Well, and it is hard. It's hard for you personally to talk about it because, and that's why I was conscious of kind of getting it out there but not giving too many details away because yeah. then when we're actually going through it you don't want everybody on facebook like contacting you wanting to know if it's worked yeah. if like you the the ivf has worked or whatever so it's different people that are closer to you yeah but you don't want like literally everybody knowing that yeah so that's why i was conscious to kind of put it out there but still kind of have a bit of a distance from it as well mm-hmm. so I can't remember where I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> there was a point to that, but I can't remember now. We'll do this quite often, though. Yeah, I know. It's because I look at you, or you look at me, and then I lose track of what I'm saying. Oh, are you? <laughs> are you blinded by my beauty? Is that, is that what the issue is? Or are you going, Jesus, what am I stuck with? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably that one. No, thanks. But yeah, that's kind of that's where we're going to kind of end this. Yeah, one, isn't it? I mean, that's our little chat for today. Yeah. I've spoken to you for too long now. But yeah. again, hopefully, even just even though it's not your in inverted commas, uh, your infertility awareness week. Hopefully, just t- you talking about what you did mm-hmm. can make it. Because why do you have to stick to a week to do it? Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So hopefully, just if someone's hearing this. And hasn't come out to people and mm-hmm. thinks, oh, I want to, but I don't know if I can. All that mm. kind of stuff. Hopefully, just hearing your story there will allow that person to think, yeah, you know, well, actually, I can do this. Yeah, if you want it, that's the that's the, the like main word. You don't have to share if you want to keep it all to yourself. Like that is perfectly fine. Like I know we keep saying that like people need to share and it needs to stop being a taboo subject. But it is such a personal subject. So if you don't want to share, like you don't have to at all. Don't ever feel pressured to tell people. Yeah. But at the same time, if you want to, like I wanted to, like I I do want people to know mm-hmm. so that it helps me get through it. Mm-hmm. So if you want to know, if you want people to know, definitely I would say go for it. Because yeah, I think we build up a lot of stuff in our heads more than what it actually is in reality i think nine out of ten times the people who you are telling are gonna be kind and nice to you like and if they do say an insensitive comment they probably don't mean it yeah they don't mean it in the way that we've taken it yeah yeah it's it's just that they don't they think that they're trying to say something helpful but because they don't they're not experiencing it or whatever they might just not get the words out properly. yeah it it is difficult for someone that's not going through it mm-hmm. as you say they're, they're not meaning to say the wrong thing or whatever it's just they're thinking what they're saying is right yeah mm-hmm. and you, you kind of have to thank them for actually like trying to help mm-hmm. rather than just being like i don't care <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah, so hopefully someone does kind of come out with mm-hmm. struggles if they want to. Yeah. As we've just said. Um, but yeah, that is where we are going to cut this podcast this week. Yes, this I think so. Yeah. Where we will return in two weeks' time and we will be like, yep. Yeah, we're still in the world. I'll be another year older. 
So I'll probably be even more depressed. <laughs> more grey hairs, I bet. Oh no, don't say that. But no, thank you for listening once again, and we will be back once again. Once again, once again. <laughs> I'm trying to think of another way to say once again. <laughs> another time. That's not the right thing. But we'll yeah, just be back. We will be. We'll be back when we're back. Two weeks. Yeah. Bye.